Welcome. I'm Tracy, the host of the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source for information and inspiration about the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. There's a lot of material here for the dads too, because, well, because nobody talks to them about this stuff much, and it's about time that changed. There's nothing about making a step family work that comes naturally. It happens as a result of effort and actual skills that you learn and practice, you know, like tennis or chess. My approach to all of this is a bit, well, unconventional. I like to live outside the box. And if that describes you too, I think we're gonna be friends. Let me hear from you. My super private mailbox is info at essentialstepmom.com and I'm always up for a chat. Johnny, thank you for being here. Uh, this is exciting to talk to you. You're Team Super Dad. Yes, thank you for having us on, Tracy. Yeah, Team Super Dad is my dad community. Uh, we're based in the UK, but obviously, like anything on the internet, it's global. And it's a tribe, it's a, a brotherhood of men creating our best lives ever, transforming our health, wealth, and finances. And we're a mix of, of all kinds of dads, basically. Yeah, dads who are stepdads, dads who are uh, um, um, biological dads, obviously. Um, we've got divorced dad, like the whole gambit, guardians, yeah. grandfathers, you know. Um, so um, I like to talk about it as a, you know, as a, as a, as a club. Uh, quite a lot of, we see the Superman behind me, quite a lot of superhero analogies. And, and that comes out of just men struggling so often it seems like oh I'm tired I don't know what's going on no it's no no one appreciates me and and just to say like those those you know you're doing a great job you you yeah yes you should be worn out but you are doing a great job and you are appreciated um uh, but then layering on top of that things that we this is so funny I wrote a, 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 something for my website today we uh I said um I don't know how to fly a plane or repair a car and I'm okay with that <laughs> just because I'm not a money guru a fitness coach uh, a relationship expert and a parenting ninja I suddenly beat myself up that I'm not yeah. like awesome at all these things and and we have to re recognize that just because we think we should be good at something doesn't mean that we automatically are yeah so, so that's that, that's that's a little bit of kind of what what Team Superdad is about as well. But I'm on the journey as well. I'm 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 reminding and teaching myself along the way as well. So, sorry, I'm just moving over here as we speak to let my dog into the room because he's not going to let me alone. There we go. <laughs> so I was really interested to hear that you have um, this kind of dad community where dads get together and actually talk with each other like live like they're kind of yeah we have all we have all sorts um just on monday night so last night we had the dad call um and that's an open space men's meetup it's on zoom and um you know and that's that's sometimes serious you know someone will turn up with a serious dad question money question relationship question um but often or at the very least a mix is chat as well just dads hanging out and uh the 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 community you know as we all know we're, we're here on zoom tonight this is going to be turned into a podcast the way that people consume and use content is is ever evolving and so yeah it's 
and and of course i can't wait till we can get out and about again we've got fire walking events that have been on the you know that got shelved um uh family barbecues uh, we, we're called team super dad but i i do have team super mom as well and um, mm. even though that's not live yet i you know my my vision really is really rock solid joyous relationships um and you know we, we talking with you about a blended family step parent families um and i'm an advocate for relationships breaking up healthily if they're not if they're not working um committed to relationships being being whole and, and healthy but if but if, if if a new chapter is upon us then for couples to healthily break up and uh, and not have chaos across everyone's life wouldn't that just be the most wonderful thing eh <laughs> do you know what tracy i i, I kind of joke about it because what else are we going to do yeah but the number of things that have been socially acceptable and have now become not socially acceptable right and some of those you know i'm not talking about change culture and but you know slapping a woman's ass because she's hot yeah. is no longer okay right yeah. <laughs> it probably never was yeah drink driving yeah totally okay should never have been okay right yeah. there's like so many so many crazy things that have just like oh yeah you don't need a seatbelt in a car of course you'll be you'll be fine like and then you okay we the stats before that i know this because i did a project on it the stats in america for like car deaths before they brought seatbelts in was horrific um uh so all of those things are just you know now socially not even flipping hollywood movie stars fiddling with you know actors and stuff mm -hmm. like just been accepted for however long and now thankfully they're all being say no that's no longer okay we're not going to stand for that and yet all across the world couples break up and go to war and everyone just stands back and says oh that's all right that's how it is it's got to change yeah that i i love that actually that's like good for you like say why the hell not like why why is this normal that you you break up with someone and and it's just a it's a dumpster fire and everybody gets hurt and most of all the kids right yeah and not enough just like taking the keys off someone who's about to drink drive home right that didn't used to happen now people are comfortable with doing that what needs to change in the world is when someone's being an absolute ass to their ex their friends need to say hang on a minute no 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 that's I'm not going to stand here and say that's all right. But still, sadly, what happens at the moment is this, uh, oh, you poor woman, that must have been terrible. Oh, yeah, well, you need to get everything you can out of, of him. Or in the same respect, the guy not stepping up and looking after his kids or, you know, that, that should, his friends should be like, hang on a minute. No, go, go and look after your kids tonight. Don't come in the bar again. Yeah. Aren't you a dad? Well, that's, that's a great message. I really like that. I like that a lot. Um, you have some personal experience in almost every corner of this step <laughs> family world, right? You were telling me earlier that um, that you had a stepmom as a yes. child. So my mom died when I was nine. Uh, she had um, um, cancer, basically, mm. cancer of, 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 of I think stomach. And then it went to lymphatic cancer and 
That's devastating. Pretty, pretty tough. And <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> I'm not reacting to the conversation about my mum dying, but I am just randomly choking at the same time. Uh, you know, people, we have this conversation and people go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And they all kind of like, oh, God, God, God. But, you know, it, I was nine. It was tough. Um, uh, uh, I cried about it a lot. You know, you can imagine back in 1983 as well, there wasn't a lot of conversation about those kind of things. Mm. Um, my dad told us on the day that she died. Um, and that was pretty much about it. You know, uh, six months later, he introduced us to what turned out to be our stepmom. Well, that's and, that was probably uh, fast, eh? It was. It, it, uh, and in his defense, um, it wasn't necess- it wasn't necessarily his his plan at, at that time. They may have ended up together, but she got pregnant and um, and and that's that's how that panned out. And yeah, it was he 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 papered over it or he plastered over it with fun. Mm. And, and, and good on him. We did have a lot of fun, but I did cry myself to bed um, many times, missing my mum, being confused, feeling alone. Yeah. Um, tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've spoken to a number of stepmoms who are, um, uh, how can I say this, where the, the, the mother of the children has passed away. You know, mm. like there isn't a mom in another household somewhere. And I think it's not necessarily easier for that lady to come into a situation where the kids are grieving and you're grieving, uh, you'll probably agree for a long, long time. It's not a matter of a few months or a year. It, you know, it stays with you a really long time. It's not necessarily easier for her just because there's no um, kind of aggressive or oppositional ex-wife in another household who's making trouble it's a hard thing to do well yeah and of course this won't be the case in all situations like we're just explaining but i think it is very common that not everybody will be welcoming of that of the new relationship yeah Um, and this happened to my dad that there was a lot of backlash about his relationship his new relationship so she was not, you know, so she was obviously very aware that not everybody was okay with You mean him. not yourself, but people outside of your family? People that were my dad's and mum's friends. Oh, I see. From my mum's side of the family, people, you know, as much as a shock as it was to me as a nine-year-old boy, it was a shock to other people mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, and so, yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about the specifics of that, but what I am saying is, a stepmom of a bereaved child may be cap, cap, uh, taking a lot of flack from from other from from various sides, basically. Right, right, yeah, that's hard. Um, and so then your your dad and stepmom actually then split up at some point. Yeah, they did. And and what I can say about actually the time that they were together because it was about uh, so nine to six, so. Thick end of so about eight years, and I, I I had a little brother as a result of that. Mm. So I have an older, I really have pretty much ticked all boxes, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. I have an older half sister. Oh wow! So my dad was married to to my mad my dad 
was married before he married my mum. Okay. So I got a half-sister from that relationship, from, from, from his first marriage. I would, I would never call her my half-sister, like, other than a, than a conversation like this for explaining this stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so, so my stepmom, good on her. She, she, she never really tried to mother us in a overtly motherly way, but she took on a, 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 a fairly decent maternal role um, brought some balance to conversations. My dad was definitely struggling. And not, he was, you know, um, 41, suddenly got a nine and seven-year-old boy to look after. Um, and it's 1983. So he's just, you know, work, play. He was a great dad, but it wasn't like manage the house kind of thing. Yeah. So, so she, she, she did her best. And what I can say is that her not trying to overly mother us was, was, a, was a good thing. It was a good it, thing. She didn't step on anyone's toes. Um, and, and, and maybe you can speak to this because um, some, you know, I hear from time to time women who say, well, you know, this child doesn't have a mother. And so who's going to do this if I don't do it? And would you, would you have... Um, I mean, she obviously brought something to your life, but would you have wished for a more motherly connection with her at any point? I'm going to say she wasn't that kind of person. Mm, okay. She wasn't a overly maternal okay. person in a kind of mother hen sort of right. fairy godmother. Yeah, type. yeah. You know, some some women, I, we have a family friend over here who instantly pops into my mind. Uh, she's probably the most motherly person uh, that I could pick from my from my life, and and would I think nothing to her sweeping in and making me some food and giving me a hug and and yeah. rubbing my head sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Whereas my stepmom was was probably much more about. She was quite young as well, you know. So there was like oh these kind of clothes and this kind of music and so so yeah um um i think that i was i was nine and my brother was seven as well so perhaps yeah. if your kids were younger then there might be more space for them to shape right. a, a motherly role um and yeah it wasn't the home the home life wasn't that we had babysitters a lot and they were out partying quite a lot and stuff, okay so. okay and then um you when you were married uh, yourself as an adult you married someone also who had a child yeah so I fell in love proposed someone six weeks after uh, no really like kid. that <laughs> between first kiss and proposal was six weeks yeah wow it would it it could have been the it could have been the brilliant story, but uh, but sadly uh, we suffered a series of crazily challenging events. Um, both lost our jobs after after coming back from honeymoon. Um, our son, when he was born, kept getting pneumonia. Um, so obviously we had financial troubles after losing our job. Um, three miscarriages on the trot. Oh. Uh, her health was 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 in a bad way um a very difficult pregnancy with our daughter you know like it 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 took its it took its toll on us and when our daughter was finally born um my my ex-wife didn't her health didn't really 
get any better. In fact, over the course of um, those three years, her health deteriorated awfully. And, um, you know, not knowing whether I was going to go to work or getting called home from work, caring for her, ambulances, hospital appointments. Oh, like, dear. And then, uh, and then in Christmas 2014, my little brother sadly took his life and that, oh. that took me over the edge, basically. Uh, and I did have a stepson in that relationship. So he came into my life on his sixth birthday. I met him for the first time the day after his sixth birthday. Uh, he was a cute, cute little kid, big ball of blonde hair. And uh, his dad really wasn't on the scene. So I got to be dad to a kid that didn't really have a dad. And I think what's powerful to share with your audience is that my wife and I met on a, on a course at Landmark Education. So there was a, that was kind of part of the how, like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's how you kind of end up proposing mm -hmm. to someone after six weeks. But having been a stepson and had the experience I just shared with you about my stepmom, I suddenly was very aware of being a stepdad to a kid that didn't really have a, a dad. So I didn't want to just sweep in and be like, hey, here's daddy. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But I also wanted in myself to be really committed and clear about what I was taking on. So he wasn't separate to my fiance. He wasn't, oh, and guess what comes with the package? He, I, I created the possibility of him being everything to me that she was. Mm. Not any significance or not trying any harder, but I couldn't love her if I, if, if he wasn't part of the deal. And so without trying to force something or without trying to, oh, how should I be? Or I just, it was just very easy to be very peace, have a peace about it. So have fun with him, um, not be a pushover. You know, they, we, it was, they moved into to, to my house and it wasn't like, oh, that's mine, don't touch it. But it was, you're talking to a, a six-year-old. So you might say, okay, well, let's not, hit the fireplace with a golf club, you know, like <laughs> or, or whatever. Let's not draw on the wall kind of thing, you know. Uh, so, so just being, just filling the space, I suppose, with, with positivity and, and with, and, and, and with, with love, not modelly coddling love, but yeah. just generous, a generosity of love. So for example, reading him a story, at, at night um my ex uh turns out actually uh, dyslexic and um um it was just something that was really easy for me and I took a great deal of joy in it and so that built a connection uh, nice. that a connection there and he actually chose to call me dad and I remember the day specifically I I I went to uh, I had to take something into his school that he'd forgotten or so or I was picking him up and the teacher obviously sort of chaperoned me to the class. And as they knocked on the door, he looked up and I could see him through the through the glass of the door. And he said, and perhaps because his classmates were there, but it doesn't matter. He said, Daddy. Oh. And oh. so, of course, you don't want to make anything too significant about it. Um you know, and it's important to remember that his dad wasn't really on the scene. So yeah. for whatever reason, there had come a moment where that felt right for him. 
it wasn't pushed it wasn't asked it wasn't encouraged there was no well you can but or yeah yeah it it just became came natural Uh, and actually this conversation came up in a in one of the dad groups uh, in the UK today and I think because it, it can quite often dads can take great offense really if a step parent is suddenly they, they find out that the stepdad is now being called dad as well and i had a conversation on my podcast with a, with a guy who's got a very strong blended family they're they're literally he he left when the babies they were twins he left when the babies were about nine months old he was he became very aware that the relationship was so toxic that it wasn't good for any of them took himself out of the relationship in a positive way and then was able to be the best version of himself to his children and to his now ex-partner. She went on to meet someone, fall in love, and the kids call him Daddy Pete and they call Daddy, Daddy. And he was, t- and I was like, wow. And he goes, well, the thing is, there's stepchildren involved so my kids see his kids call him daddy. Right. And they, he goes, it's like, they don't want to be left out or they don't right. want to make it weird. Or so the point is it, he, he said to me, it's not, and I won't, I won't forget this, this is why I'm sharing it. He said to me, it's more normal for my kids to call him daddy Pete than it is to call him Pete or something like that. And I want my kids to be comfortable and relaxed and, and, and everything to be normal. So, from his place of generosity and love, he was, he was okay with that. I think that's great. And I know that I've said, I've said the same thing uh, because there are situations exactly like the one you've described where um, uh, the, the, the stepmom is also a biological mother and her own kids are there. And even more so, I mean, that the guy you were just describing has twins. And so there are two of them, but even more so where there's, one stepchild and a couple or more of biological kids and everybody's running around calling this lady mom yeah and then there's one who only gets to call her susan or something like it would be awful it would be weird and it would make you feel like an outcast and so sometimes it's really not about um like oh for a woman it's a real like knife in the heart that someone else is calling you know your child is calling someone else mom yeah. But like you said, if you can just be in a generous space and think about what is making your child more comfortable in that situation, it's uh, that's going to be a, like a real leg up for the kid. Yeah, definitely. And of course, there's caveats. You know, we don't tell our kid they've got to call yeah. the mom or dad. Right. Uh, we don't Never. do it. We don't do it if it's not a committed relationship. Yeah. because can't be daddy one daddy two daddy three yeah, exactly <laughs> that's no good either so uh, and I think the final caveat which I had added to this today was that it in a in a in an ideal situation that uh, that the other parent would have a would have a respectful conversation just to say listen they're calling my new yeah. wife mom I've kind of encouraged, I, I, they did it quite naturally, but they, I've said maybe they call her Mummy Sue, Mummy Susan, yeah. whatever. So yeah. um, so there's just that distinction there. 
Um, but yeah, most of all that everyone knows it's, it's not been forced. It's really natural. And, um, and the kids and the kids are happy ultimately. Hey, if everything was other kids happy, other kids happy. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's, it's so much about that. Um, so like what else are there other kind of dad typical dad things that guys talk about yeah there's there's always the challenge of how much of a role to take how much like whose job is this you know you know am i going to tell them off am i going to make sure they're not late for school am i how much of a dad can i be what's appropriate and certainly from my experiences that if the step parent is being asked to be too much of a primary parent, then it, it doesn't go that well. And so glad uh, to hear you say that you have no idea. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and it's, and everybody has to take responsibility for that. The, the step parent needs to remember, okay, I just got, kind of got to know my place here a little bit. Um, um, and the biological parent needs to remember th that don't rely on your, your partner. Oh, why didn't you tell him off? Why didn't you, like, it's, it's actually your job. You, just because you've got together with someone doesn't mean that, that you, you, that you pass off some of that responsibility to, to that person. Woohoo. Johnny Jensen for the win. <laughs> You're, you're singing my song. Perfect. And, you know, this is all about communication because if we're talking about values, we're talking about the success of our family, we're going to say, right, we're doing something tough here. Never that to be underestimated. Oh yeah, we got married. There's loads of kids involved. It's easy. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to actually have a bit of a battle plan about this, a bit of a blueprint. Like what happens if, okay. Yeah. And when's going to be, okay. And you're always going to, okay, great. And, um, and I think that's important because then you don't get left with, oh, I thought you were doing that or, right. or, or, or the argument, how come you never back me up or how come you never, and it's such a, it's such a challenge already to become, to create a new family, to be a blended family, but to add that on top, like to be bickering about stuff, yeah. far better for it to be. I don't mean a contract or a, or a, you know, but no, but people have to be invested in like, I mean, it doesn't have to like whether you call it a date night or a breakfast meeting or you have lunch together once a week or you go for a walk around the block every night after dinner. Like you have to make time for these conversations. This this family project, it's not going to run itself. Yeah, It's like a business that you can't just leave it to run itself and hope for the best. You You need to have a strategy and plan for things and talk about just like you said, what do we do if or when? And you know that thing that happened yesterday? like that wasn't great like what are we going to do the next time that happens yeah yeah totally and i i with my stepson he got he played a lot of minecraft and his mum was so poorly that you know she would she had like chronic fatigue and, and stuff like that and and um so i would be aware that he was playing way later into the night than was okay you know and um and so on the one hand, I'm trying to cut him some slack because there's a lot going on that he's going to be upset about as well. But then I was aware that he was just getting far too into 
it's like a rabbit hole. Minecraft's a wonderful thing, brilliant, brilliant, but it is a it is a it is a rabbit hole because yeah. the better you get at it, the more kind of social currency you've got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, he broke down one night. He wanted money to send to some random. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he goes, I just don't feel as good in the real world as I do when I'm playing Minecraft. And I was like, okay, that is it. Yeah. And I, I, I banned it. I took, took it away. But it caused a huge, no. um, it was in the, it was in, you know, we were going into pretty much the last year of our relationship anyway. So things were tough and strained. And then I've, I'm laying down the law saying, I can't like, take out the word Minecraft and replace it with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're giving money to who? And you don't yeah. feel normal with, and I'm yeah. like freaking out. But, uh, but, but we weren't all on the same page. There wasn't the right amount of appropriate dialogue. And I was just left as, as the bad guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's so hard. Also, I think a lot of, a lot of dads who, are bringing children into a new relationship are coming out of a marriage where there was probably in some respect, a kind of good, good cop, bad cop vibe. There's always one parent who's a little bit more naturally suited by their personality to be a disciplinarian and one who's kind of a pushover. And it might, they might share that role about different things in life, but you know, everybody has their, their own personality that suits how they're going to approach these things. And, and so a lot of dads come from a situation where the, the mom was the effective disciplinarian. And now he's brought kids into another relationship and he's kind of hoping that his new wife is going to just fill in that role. And you like, he's got to learn how to be the good cop and the bad cop now. Yeah. She's not mom. She's not mom. And she can't do that. She can't do that. So she, her relationship with the kids is never, ever going to be able to sustain what happens when you have to be the, the heavy hand, the disciplinarian. Yeah. And this is just part of the, the expression I have about being divorced is way harder than being married. And yeah. now that doesn't mean we should stay in a, in a broken relationship. I don't advocate that either, but you know, if you, you couldn't get along married yeah. and now you've got to get along, you, like just cause you yeah. got divorced doesn't mean you, you can see ya. No. Oh, you've, you've got to carry on. You've got to find a way to get on. And, and you, you couldn't to the extent that you ended up divorced, but now, now, that it's a, it's another human being on the, on the planet. It's, it's a work colleague. It's a passenger on your bus. It's a patient in your surgery. Like you, just cause you don't agree on things doesn't mean you can't not like each other. You've got to find a way to be, um, you've got to find a way to, to get on with your ex partner. And just as we're talking about here in that new relationship, you can't just suddenly think, okay, well, that's what mums do that stuff. I'll let her take care of that. Yeah. I'll let her be mum. No, she is by distinction stepmom, which is a different role to mum. Now we don't want to go around saying stepmom, 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 yeah. but yeah. but but we do just need like in terms of job description, 
it's different. I sure, wish, I sure wish there was another word for it that didn't have the word, the suffix mum, you know, in it. Like, I mean, it would be wonderful if there was a, another way of, of saying who you are that doesn't imply by the nature of the word that there's this, I mean, there might be for some women, of course, there's a huge motherly aspect, but, but it's a, it's a funny word and it's a funny role. Yeah. I've got a friend over here basically, and he he's, he's separated from the mum. They've got one daughter. He's now with someone else. And, and I see, I've seen them out together and the new partner. So the new, so the stepmom has seemingly created quite a strong relationship with, with the daughter. Um, but it's, it looks quite light. So it's very loving and they hold hands and they play and they do makeup and stuff. But it, I guess there's a, there's some level of, of big sister type, right? big sister yeah. or that loving aunt kind of yeah. thing yeah. where, where you get to do the good stuff, but, but you don't, but you, you, there's a line kind of thing where you oh, don't. Right. Right. Your, your aunt, your auntie never isn't the one who grounds you. Yeah. When you've been bad or like takes away your video games or something like, like there's a line and the, 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 the loving mom of your best friend who you spend a lot of time at their house and she's known you since you were three years old or whatever, you know, she's not coming over to your house and telling you that like, you know, taking away privileges or telling your parents that they better smarten up and stop letting you whatever, like there are boundaries. And yeah. somehow when we live in the same house, it, those boundaries get blurred. Yeah, absolutely. And when I spoke to Laurie on Laurie Sims on the, on the Nacho mm. podcast, uh, we talked about this whole step parent role is, is one of the great unspoken subjects. Yeah. You know, no one, it's like no one really has the guts to say, oh, it's awful. <laughs> you know what I'm but, but but we sometimes just need somewhere to say it we need to be able to say um he's a little bugger he's 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 nothing like me um you know I, I'm a very positive person and yet when he's struggling with some homework he goes to pieces and goes to all neg negative which I can't handle and like because okay well we're completely different we're not of the same mold we're not yeah percent of that of that person so i think i think people who are taking on a step parent role need to appreciate that it is tough it is tricky and they're allowed to be frustrated and worn down by it sometimes yeah. so no it's tough when you love the kids a yeah. lot it's tough to see them being badly parented either by their mom or by your own partner yeah. And it's tough when you don't love the kids and you have to anyway, smile and be nice with them. And, and it, it's like a torment to be around them because they're so unpleasant or so unruly or whatever. It's, it is just tough. It's really, it's hard for everybody to hit the sweet spot and everyone is looking elsewhere and thinking that like, they're the only ones who are no good at this, but. Yeah. And do you know what I'd, I'd like to share on that point actually is creating a family vision mm. is is so really important because you you've got and I, I talk about this with with single dads 
when they're trying to reassure their children about the breakup. And it's like, okay, don't worry. We're going to create something here. I'm going to have a home, like whatever version of that is, yeah. but just really paint the picture for the children. So they've got some framework so they can yeah. feel secure in that. Okay. Daddy said, this is going to happen and we're going to be all right. And obviously there'll be age appropriate conversations. Right. But then when you're getting married, you're getting into that relationship. Don't just leave the children to, to work it out for themselves. Like really share with them. This is, this is what we think it looks like. This is, this is how we see it working. This is what yeah. we're excited about. This is the kind of, we want to have Sunday breakfast or we want to go out for a run or we think we want to get a couple of dogs or we, we, we want to go skiing in the winter. Just so rather than just say to the children, oh, here's this new woman, <laughs> get to know her, hope it, hope it goes okay. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paint a picture. Yeah, for- that's fantastic. Where they're like, okay, I get what dad's doing here. Okay, I, I can see what he's excited about. I don't know this lady yet, but 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 at least there's been a chance for me to get to know what she's about and we can see that where where we're all headed. And I and I guess as equally important that you're leaving the space then for the child to say, um, actually I'd quite like this, or I'd quite like, you know, maybe there's the space for them to ask, do I have to call a mum? Yeah. Or can I call a mum? either way um so just to make sure that the child feels they have a voice and that they're being listened to that's brilliant I I like that a lot that it you just reminded me of when I uh separated from my husband my daughter was 11 and um you know we had to have the conversation with her which was certainly the hardest moment of my life and I remember saying you know it's like this we're you know daddy and I aren't happy living together. We're going to try out being separated. And, you know, dad's going to have an apartment. It's going to be nearby. You're going to go and hang out with him at least every other weekend, but as much as you want, you can see him as much as you want, but we'll make sure that it happens at least every other weekend. And you're going to stay living here with me and keep going to the same school. And she just looked at us and said, is that all? Like, it was like, you know, her, like, I think that she had a momentary shock of like, my parents are separating. And like, what's going to happen to me? Like, where am I? Who am I going to live with? Where am I going to go? Do I have to change schools? Who am I going to? And we just answered all the questions. And it was like, you know, she was like, okay, I, I I can wrap my head around that. And it was such a relief for me that that, well, I mean, she took it really well, but I think that we said all the, all the right things just from that point of view. And, and I think what you're saying also speaks to the importance of keeping kids in the loop of what's happening and to be constantly saying, you know, here's what's going to happen today, or here's what's happening this weekend, or this coming week, this is Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, that's going to happen. Or, you know, like we take for granted that they know the same schedule that in their side, their head that we have. And they really don't like, no, Do they really don't. Kid, and they, your parents would drive for, for me. It was London. So you drive to London. Oh, I don't want to drive to London. It takes forever. Oh yeah. my gosh. I can't, you know, an hour in the car yeah. or an hour on the train. Now we would, 
what we would do for an hour just to sit somewhere, you know, yeah. like an hour as an adult flies by. So yeah. we talk about a kid, what day, Tuesday, next week, how many, and the weekend, every other weekend, what does every other weekend mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot for, lot for kids to, to take on board. But on the flip side of that is, is that our parents, adults don't give children enough credit for being able to handle complex subjects. Mm. Because children would not always add all the, the layers and significance and subplots. You know, children can, can actually, done, done right, children can be like, okay, well, I can see mum and dad don't get on. Right. And well, I'm going to be able to see you both still. Yeah, okay. And it's going to be in the same school. Yeah, okay. Just exactly like you were saying. So you're just kind of plopping the blocks back in line for the child. Yeah. And as I said to to you know, I say to any, any separating couple, the most important thing for a child is, is that they see that their mum's okay and they see that their dad's okay because that's the two foundations. So when there's a lot of conflict between them, then the child naturally worries about each parent. So, yeah, to answer all their questions, make sure they're felt heard, paint a picture for them that they can buy into and then don't argue. Don't yeah, just... Lovely. just find peace i mean in the grand scheme of things uh you know my desire when we split up was let's let's stay friends and share the kids and it it was a lot to expect and and it took uh, it's taken a lot we're still not there yet I and mean, it's five years right but um pe the people around us I, I feel like more people could have stepped in and 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 done more um um, I think that it's important that people do that, just like we spoke about at the what top would, of the Say more about that. What would you have had them do, the people around you? What would have helped you? That, well, we talking about this just before we went, before we pressed record mm -hmm. about, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I don't, I think that the, the, the societal norms are always shifting. So in one generation, you could slap a waitress on the ass and, and, <laughs> and, tell, her, and tell her, like, let's go, darling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Clearly not okay for women at any point, yeah. but it was accepted. Drink driving, accepted. Um, so many things, you know, even Hollywood movie stars and comedians, like people knew and no one said anything, now, thankfully, not accepted. Right. And breakups and what goes on between couples shouldn't be socially acceptable it shouldn't be like the, the the violence and animosity well yeah blimey i mean if you talk about violence and domestic abuse of course no no violence should be should be accepted but just the, the hostility the, the hostility the 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 shutdown the screw you the yeah. you don't know what you've done to me like okay well everybody has around those people you know most of us have been most people who are divorced had a wedding right mm -hmm. everyone at a wedding if it was a, a faith-based wedding put their hand up and said yes we will support you yeah and then the divorce comes and they all take sides and it should be more like actually no i need to have a chat with you what you're what you're doing i don't think it's okay i'm happy for you to explain to me whilst you're doing what you're doing but I, I want you to know that as someone who is a friend to you both, I'm committed to you getting on your children, being happy and you not throwing 50 grand down the toilet uh, on, through this process. You're my man. 
<laughs> I just, I, that's, that's the message. I, I want that on a banner flying around the sky. Like that's it. Exactly. I would love to, you know, that this is a movement to, to end this, the complicity in this kind of acrimonious divorce in everybody who knows those people. I, how often do I hear that, you know, the family taking sides in a really egregious way um, or, you know, like you said, the, your best friend or the, your neighbors or whatever, that everybody feels compelled to pick sides and it's just dreadful and it should stop. Exactly. Like the flipping slapping the waitress on the butt type thing. Maybe back in the day, he'd have got like, oh yeah, good one, Mike. Yeah. You know, like now, thankfully, I would, I would hope that someone's, hang on a minute, you can't do that. Yeah. So, or taking the keys of someone who's about to drive their car home. Like right. again, that now happens. So it, this should be. Yeah, the friends do that for each other now. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Johnny, you're amazing. I, I think it's great. I want everybody, I want all the dads listening to, to stampede over to your group. So tell me where everybody can find you. Team Superdad. Sure. So uh, obviously teamsuperdad.com is the website and everything's linked off of there. So you've got to just remember Team Superdad. And on Facebook, we have the Team Superdad group. And, and as always, we have the, the premium paid uh, Hero Academy, which is our tribe our absolute um we've got coaches and accountability and um work out i call it the f5 so we work on focus fitness finance family and fun how wonderful but those first three it's all about taking control back of your life clarity focus drive fitness well you need to be healthy and fit to be a good dad to be a good husband to to get out of bed with a spring in your step and our finances if we're honest Finances is probably one of the most stressful things in our lives, whether it's managing it, making it, growing it. Um, and so, and we never get taught that. So inside Team Superdad, there's a, a layer of knowledge and, and, and information about managing your finances properly. And with that, with that layer done, you're left with family and fun, which is what every dad has an ambition and goal for is to have a great family, have to have a load of fun. Um, and I also put relaxation inside of the, the, the well, in, in the fun part, right? There's friends and adrenaline, and then there's home and relaxation. And uh, it's, it's especially as, as men, but I, you know, women in, in the same boat, we need to go and get some adrenaline rushes on a more regular basis. Life is getting sanitized beyond belief. And we need to go and climb a, rock we need to go and do a fire walk we need to learn how to jet ski water ski like go and go and do some crazy you know not stupid yeah. stuff but crazy stuff feel your Exciting. blood pumping this is this is the, this is the essence of life awesome well thank you once again for doing this i really appreciate it and um all those links will be in the show notes and really i encourage everybody to um, to follow you because this is some really really wise shit you're sharing here <laughs> it's great to be in your space as well i know we have a kindred spirit in a lot of these things and uh blimey this is we're on the same mission like totally totally happy together or happy apart it's like just happy <laughs> that's it okay thanks johnny i'd like you to meet my new friend johnny jensen 
We didn't know each other at all before a few weeks ago when I was a guest on his podcast, Team Superdad. I'll be honest, I just thought he was like a regular dad, but it turns out he's also a stepdad. He's even a divorced stepdad. And he's a stepkid. And just a great guy who was a pleasure to talk to, and I really love his big picture thinking. At one point, you'll hear, he gets on kind of a rant about how we need to change the culture of enabling bad divorce behavior in our friends and loved ones, and I couldn't agree more. Here he is. I love this chat, and I love the two chats I had with Johnny on the Team Super Dad podcast. You can find them and lots more of Johnny at teamsuperdad.com. I hope you'll check him out there. Please pass that along to your spouse or any other super dads you know. I think he's building a great support community and everyone in Dadland should take advantage of it. If you've been toying with the idea of reaching out for one-to-one support, you might be interested in this. I've been playing with a totally new way of working with clients. It's a full day of coaching via the Voxer voice message app. You can walk around with me in your pocket for a full day and we'll just talk back and forth in a really relaxed, low pressure kind of way. You don't have to hide in the garage for an hour. You don't have to feel on the spot trying to remember everything you wanted to say. You can carry on with your day and think about what you wanted to ask me next while you're at soccer practice or at the grocery store or waiting for the cable repair guy to show up. You can listen to the messages as many times as you like and you really only need a minute or two of privacy to record instead of hoping the kids will really leave you alone for a whole hour. Let's try it out. Send me an email. Actually, my info at essentialstepmom.com email isn't working because my website is being repaired, but you can send me an email at tracy at tracypoisner.com. That's tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at tracypoisner.com. I'll put that in the show notes so you can find it. And I'll be happy to send you all the details. I'll see you next week for something totally different. We're going to talk about the cure for picky eating with expert kid food wrangler, Judith Yeebsley. I'll see you then.